0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: Tom, we are sitting here on episode 399 of the Spanish Announce Table. I hope all of the, uh, you know, millions and millions of the Spanish Announce Table nation fans are seeing this live, uh, because I don't know, you know, <laughs> my computer's broken. I'm using a secondary backup computer that I had to download everything on today to get us up and running. So I hope we are that. I hope we are up and running. I feel like we are uh theo says hopefully tom and tim were fighting finding each other online theo sounds good you can hear us you can hear tom i can hear myself well i
0: haven't talked yet so here it is so i am actually watching the youtube live stream right now so it's a little bit behind us so i don't want to waste audio uh and just wait for me to then catch up but we will know here in just a quick second if i have audio on the youtube there it is I am actually watching the YouTube live Look at stream that. right now. So it's a little bit behind Look us. at that. Inception. You heard me, and then you heard me on another device hearing me.
1: Tim. Uh, I will tell you this for you fans in the last two hours, I have downloaded, I think, seven different programs to make thumbnails, get audio routed, get live streams going. Uh, Tim get is the imagery. real wizard. Um, of pro so it's wrestling. a little bit scaled down of the show. But it's fine. we're here. Oh yeah, you got, you're talking about drivers for audio interfaces. You're talking about, uh, you know, Photoshop, bootleg software, uh, you know, these kind of things. You know. That oh kind yeah. Of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tim, yeah. Yeah. But we we have no time to waste. Mm, no uh, time to waste. That's why we, we had to get the show running. Computer yes. or not.
0: Yeah. We thank you for your efforts. Obviously, you are the brains behind this podcast. But we did, oh so much. This past weekend, for those who did not listen to last week's episode or the week prior to that, we traveled up to Chicago, Illinois for all out fun fact. And everyone let us know the event actually didn't take place in Chicago, it took place in Hoffman Estates.
1: Everybody everyone let us wanted know
0: us, us to know that every single person. Wanted well, and us to and know what that I wanted to tell Chicago. everybody is like, we
1: know, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We know. Not the first time. We know. But to an international audience, for someone who's watching maybe in Germany, they've heard of Chicago. They haven't heard of Hoffman Estates. They may have heard of Kansas City. They haven't heard of Independence. So that's why you say it. Nonetheless, we went to Chicago. We went to Rampage. We did some meet and greets. We went to GCW. And we went to All Out. So, Tim, first night we get there, we go to Rampage. What were your thoughts on Rampage Uh and the whole first kickoff festivities that we took part of
1: rampage was i think left us wanting a lot more uh, if i'm being honest right we thought it was slow we thought it was ho-hum which you know i guess when you say it you're you sound like yeah sure right but we made a big trip right like Mm we we took hours we took a lot of money and we were like let's get this thing pumping get me get me excited i didn't expect a whole lot but i thought like Ooh, here's what's coming, right? Yeah, We didn't really get a whole lot of that at all.
0: We did get the matchup of Dark Order and Hangman versus the Best Friends. So that was the first time in AEW history, at least to my knowledge, that we got to see Hangman and Orange Cassidy wrestle each other. So that was kind of cool to see that kind of moment. But to your point, yes, it was a lot of filler. They did Dark for two hours. It was a lot of squash matches. I understand on one hand where you say, Hey, we're not going to throw everything at the wall because if these guys get hurt, which we'll talk about it all out, then we can't get to all out, you know? So we don't want to shoot our shot too early because then we won't have the ball when it matters and then everything falls apart. So rampage I thought was fine. I think, and this is not just for this past weekend, I think across the board, dark and elevations need to step up. I understand from everything you read and you hear from Tony Khan, he books everything. Stop it. Stop booking that stuff. We need someone or some team to focus in on developing at least lower level storylines that make Elevation and Dark watchable. I get that you get the local talent, Dan the dad we saw. I'm not saying don't have those matches. I'm saying have at least one or two stories that I'm going to watch if I see Dark or Elevation in person so or on YouTube. So that was Friday night. We got in to Chicago, saw Rampage, got some good rest on Friday night, and we hit the town on Saturday up and early. We went to the uh, AEW meet and greet.
1: I got to meet
0: Brian Danielson. I also got to meet The Acclaimed. Uh, If you haven't checked out my social media, You will see both of those pictures. I got to do the scissor picture with the acclaimed, which is always fun. Brian Danielson, sweetheart of a person. Very nice. Uh, I was actually the first one to meet him because Tim and I waited in line before there was a line, which haha, that's a tip to anyone who's never done this before. And he was very nice, very cordial, shook my hand, made eye contact with me. I've done this a lot, right? I've met a lot of people. There have been people in the past, well, They'll shake your hand. They're talking about something else or having a conversation with someone while you're supposed to be meeting them. So it meant a lot that Brian Danielson actually, at least with me, took the time to make eye contact, have a short conversation, and take the picture. So the meet and greet from my end was really fun. Now, Tim, you didn't take part in the actual meet and greet. You did more of the running around and all of that stuff. Yeah, so they
1: they had some meet and greets that were like included with Mm -hmm. your entry right some stars were standing off at a concert right they would rotate them in and out after about a half an hour or so Mm -hmm. um but they were very stars but yes then there were the ones like you said where you like you know you get the picture and you get you know exact you know you get like guaranteed time and that kind of thing and you get some Mm -hmm. memorabilia um so i did those and then i kind of wandered around and yeah like they had little shows going on right they had some uh
0: the yeah, AEW Championship BT's, challenge that uh, kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Um so all of that was super fun, right? They had um uh, Kip Sabian walking around with his box mm-hmm. head on. Got a picture of mm-hmm. that. Um, just having a blast meeting wrestling fans. People loved our shirts, Spanish yeah. National Stable shirts, which by the way Spanish you National Stable. Ooh, mm, we need to get that link up again. Hit ah, us yeah. up if you want a shirt. We'll give you the link. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's on Twitter. You can find it. Uh yeah. but yeah, loved it. Loved all of that. Loved all so the two
0: the two biggest takeaways from the meet and greet besides for me personally getting to meet Brian Danielson and the claimed uh were first uh Tim got to experience deep dish pizza in Chicago so tell us a little bit about your food adventure experiencing deep dish p- pizza uh, in Chicago was it everything you wanted
1: it was everything i expected right like i i expected a quiche uh, pizza quiche yeah. right which mm-hmm. is hey listen it was good. That's what I was wanting, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, pizza quiche, let's do this. So I enjoyed all of that thoroughly, yeah. Yeah. And it was then great. The... I got the, so what I didn't do was I didn't go, what I should have done, I think, in hindsight, is go the, like, pepperoni, right? Like, get the pepperoni and do that. I did more of, like, I was like, I want, I think I got the, like, barbecue chicken mm-hmm. pizza. And it was still good, right? It was big, deep dish right. pizza and good. But I was like, but that's in hindsight, traditional... I was like, should have gone pepperoni. But we yeah. were in it for the long haul. We were eating a lot of bar food. Mm-hmm. A lot of stadium food. And I was like, man, pepperoni <laughs> it just feels right. like, it, like it's piled on even worse, right? Let's just take all the sodium, right? yeah. all of it, all of it.
0: So the biggest takeaway from the Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon meet and greet, though, was as Tim mentioned, we got a couple of those with entry meet and greets. And we met, we met Jay Lethal, very nice person, liked our shirts. Oh, we yeah. talked about our shirts. Yeah. With Jay Lethal, though, was seven foot four Satnam Singh. And I'm telling you, sometimes there's uh, liberties taken with people's heights, whether it's shorter or higher. Uh, Satnam Singh is every bit seven foot four. I have never felt more like an adult child than when I shook his hand. And Tim, you're bigger than me. And you even said the same.
1: Yeah, no, he was huge. Uh, He was a very large man. So I went to shake his hand. And you know, when you like shake hands, your hands wrap around each other. There was no room to wrap around. It was like I slapped my hand up against a wall. And then that wall just wrapped around my still hand, almost kind of almost bending it backwards, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. this guy doesn't know what it's like to shake a hand normally either. He gets a bunch of weird, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like straight up and down things. Anybody, this is my advice to you: if you meet Satnam Singh, go for the fist bump. Right, the even handshakes then, might break your hand. <laughs> yeah, the fist bump then, will give the- you will give you the like. Oh my God, I just hit one knuckle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was yeah. a huge man, huge man. You had to very literally pleasant. crank your neck up. But very pleasant, yeah. very nice. Yeah.
0: Very pleasant, very nice. He took the time, just like Brian Danielson, and honestly, most of the AEW talent. I didn't really hear any complaints from people meeting other uh, wrestlers that they were rude or anything everyone was nice we also met powerhouse hobbs he was very oh, he was uh so nice cool. and cordial very uh very uh giving of his time yep. so yeah the meet and greet was great but and we'll get to all out but i'm gonna i'm gonna venture a guess here for tim i believe tim's highlight of the trip is what came <laughs> saturday night um saturday night yes we went out to gcw our first game changer wrestling show in person and tim i want you to take it away what did you think this was a spectacle into itself
1: uh gcw was amazing right so okay we know what gcw is we've seen gcw on tv right But we're here in Chicago, and I know, oh, they're going to do a secondary show around here. It didn't kind of hit me where, right? And the tickets just say Grand Sports Arena. So we're like, yeah, sounds like a venue. And we walk. It's only like a 20-minute walk for Tom and I. We're not too old Mm -hmm. for that yet, right? So we're going to go do that. And we show up on what is – it's a barn is the best thing I can describe that's been turned – or like an old mechanics warehouse that's been turned into an indoor soccer stadium. And turned into an indoor soccer stadium – 20 years ago and not had any upkeep maintenance since yes so we were like yeah okay this is g like now we're here now we're at gcw and get in and you can't hear yourself talk over the what late 90s to to early 2000s rap blaring
0: Yeah, Rage Against the Machine, Linkin Park, all the early 2000s rage music that you could think of. They had it
1: blaring, and and it just was so great. And shit you not, they're making homemade tortillas at the concession stand, and I'm just like, this is going to be the best night of my life. They're selling buckets of beer, right? You get your six-pack and a bucket of ice, and just, I was like, ah, this, tonight, tonight is going to be one of the nights that we remember the most. And we talked to Kevin Gill, KG, friend of the show. He sat there and talked to us for a good solid five minutes, I think. Mm -hmm, Uh, We were probably keeping him from doing stuff he had to do to prepare for the show, but he was nice anyway, because he's a great guy. So that Mm -hmm. was super fun. And he told us that we were in the fifth row, because we're ballers, that that we were probably safe from you know shrapnel blood etc and you said i don't think so i just saw last night's event on tv and a motherfucker got thrown into the seventh bro so goes we're start. not safe right yeah we're not yeah. safe at all and man everything in ring product wise was everything you could expect from a gcw show right there's light tubes there's tables there's chairs there's wrestlers fucking with the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. There's us booing people we like because they're fucking with us. It's it's an amazing show. Uh, can't, can't speak highly enough of it. And then, you know, how we ended that show, too. I'll let you tell that story.
0: Well, before we get to the end of uh, the GCW night, yeah, the the first match was a ladder match where the winner got a case of PBR, which was just so GCW. Like, that's the type of event that we went
1: to. As soon as
0: they said, the winner gets this PBR, and it was oh. kind of already half
1: open. Oh, so, you know, when there's a title match and they hold the ref holds up the title, the ref is holding up yeah. the case of yes. Paps. <laughs> How much better does this get? Yeah, and...
0: So then I want to go to the the women's match so for the before the women's match it was pretty standard pro wrestling violence that I've seen at other shows there was a you know jump off the ladder with the macho man elbow kind of spot. I've seen those kind of things I have I however have never seen the the light tube spot oh and yeah. I giggled like a girl the first time. <laughs> A light tube got busted over one of these poor girls' Oh, and they go flying
1: into the... Like, it was hitting people near us. I don't know how we didn't get something.
0: The sound was outstanding. It was so shocking. I mean, if you were looking anywhere else, your eyes would immediately go to where that sound was. And then from that moment on, after I started uh, with my giggle fit, we got into some fun, and it just kept escalating from there. We did a two-ring war game-style tag team championship match featured the briscoes featured effie uh featured so many other talents there was new tag team champions crowned uh i won't spoil it if you do want to go back and watch it uh we also got a, a sighting uh or an appearance excuse me from matt cardona we were sitting on the wrong side of the crowd because uh his wife decided to distract uh matt cardona's opponent in a very revealing way. Again, don't want to spoil uh-huh. it. Go look it up. Uh, but we were on the opposite side of that. And that sucked. That was not good for us. That was probably the only bad thing that happened. But as you mentioned, Tim, after the events over, we decide we're going to do a meet and greet because they advertise a meet and greet with Nick uh, fucking gauge. Right. And so we had already Nick done meet and greets
1: for MDK yeah. all day.
0: And so we did meet and greets before, right? We did all of these things. So, why not do one more, right?
1: And just like you said, we knew to be first.
0: Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a veteran of this meet and greet game. You ain't getting one over on me. I'm pretty I'm pretty good at this shit. So yeah, we are first ones meeting at Gage. So quick side quest here to tell you a little bit of how this interaction went. Earlier on Friday, had lunch with a friend. Tim was there as well, and I decided to pay for lunch because it was just good to see my fellow co-worker who had moved from Kansas city up to Chicago. I pay for lunch. Think nothing of it. My friend there says, I got it. No, let me pay for myself. And I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then they hand me a $20 bill in cash. And I was like, what am I getting? This, it's paper. What you know, cause everything's card. Right. And, uh, my friend says, uh, you're going to need this. I don't know when, I don't know how, but you're going to need this $20 bill. So fast forward. The meet and greet with Nick Gage starts. As Tim says, we are the first ones in line. So Nick Gage gets there and before it actually starts, he just starts a conversation with us. I don't even know what I said, Tim, you're going to have to fill in the details. So here's the thing. All
1: right. Yeah. yeah, We're standing there and the line is the line is maybe not only like 20 people yet. Right. But Mm -hmm. it's, it's, people are starting to figure out what's going on. Right. People are exiting Mm -hmm. and then there's a sign says line. I, that's the things, they didn't advertise that this was going on or where it was other than a sign next -hmm. to the merch table. It says meet and greet for Nick Gage starts Mm -hmm. here after the show. So we just started next to that sign. We're like, I hope they come right here. Right. Like, I hope that's where it's going. And so, the guy comes up, he's like, You guys here for the meet and greet? And we're like, Yeah. And he's, he's like, oh, Okay, all right, we're going to start it here in a second. And he's standing there ready. And we're like, Okay, all right, cool. And Nick Gage is like the next guy behind him. And he's just like, What's up, guys? Right. Or whatever Nick Gage says, right. And we're just like, I don't even think it hits us. We're just kind of like, What's going on? Like, Hey, like, all right. <laughs> like, we're already meeting and greeting Nick Gage before the uh-huh. meet and greet. Like, the guy hasn't asked us anything. And, and he's like, Okay, yeah. And he's like, People are already lining up. And he's like, Yeah, sure. And he's like, All right what what do you guys want right because you could get like just the meet and greet you get a photo you could get a signed merch thing that you bring right you had all these options we're like we'll do the photos 25 bucks meet and greet and photo we were like we'll do that and we hand him <laughs> credit cards there and he was like oh I'll take cash we're like the fuck I'm like of course fucking gcw <laughs> like yeah we're out in a fucking we're in a soccer field barn and so we're like oh shit like Man, like we're like, there's not even an ATM for fucking probably miles around this fucking right. thing. We're like, oh no, oh no, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And I was like, I'm not going back standing and look. now the line is like 200 people long. I don't, I don't mm. know. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And and you like literally pull out that 20 that that your friend had gave you. And you were like, I, I, I've got a 20. Do you got a five? And and I'm and I'm like, no, I don't got a five. And let alone like, there's two of us. <laughs> like, how are we gonna do this? And the guy's just like, All right, I'll I'll take that. Just hurry up. Come on, let's get this going. Takes our 20 and you go like stand next to Nick Gage. And I was like, well, I'm getting in there too. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Just hurry it up. (laughs) So we stand there. I'm holding up this GCW shirt that I had bought earlier. Yes. And Nick Gage is like, and, and you're just like, man, like before the guy can like get ready with this photo, you're just like, man, I fucking, I fucking love all the shit you're doing, man. Like you're the fucking best. And he was like. Thanks, man. Fucking love you. And, you know, like, whatever. He's like a fucking, this is great. And, and you, were like, you were like, you've like, you been working out. of and seeing them videos. And I can't even remember, like, what else? You were like, you were like I love your fucking energy. And you, and I remember Nick Gage just looks at you and he's like, I love your fucking energy right now. And you guys fucking chest bump. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I said to the guy, I was like, man, I think he's going to fucking run away with this guy. And he's just like, all right, let's take the photo. So I'm holding up the thing. And I think you guys are doing the MDK all day thing. Uh-huh. And then the guy's like, all right, next. Like, uh, he's trying to get this fucking line going. The guy taking the photo. And Nick Gage is like, no, nah, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> he fucking like, he's like, get another fucking one. And like, throws up the birds. So you throw up the fucking birds too. And I'm holding the shirt. I'm just like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And <laughs> Nick Gage is just like, fucking. And the guy like, takes another photo. And I turned to Nick Gage. And you're like, w- getting ready to like, walk off. And I was like, you're the fucking man. And he's like, you're fucking right. <laughs> and he like, gives me the like, low five. You know what I mean? And we're just like, Grr! And we walk out of there like like just fucking like the greatest thing that ever happened to us. Oh, so I swear, and Tim was not wrong. I would have
0: if, – if Nick Gage would have asked me to join his cult, I would have been in a cult. Oh, I, yeah, if he would have
1: said, guys, we're going over the – stay here. Don't yeah. move. We're going to go rob the liquor store. We'd be like, let's fucking do it, Nick yeah. Gage. Let's fucking yeah. do it. Let's Whatever do it. Whatever you say, I trust you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would have followed him <laughs> into the abyss that night. It was so crazy. It was so, so yeah. fun. I just saw in the chat from, let me make sure I got this name right. Cool Cam. He says, God, you, you guys are really making me want to go to a GCW show. And if you take anything away from this episode, this Spanish Announced table 399 episode, the one thing I want you to take away is if there is a GCW show within your financial means and your uh, distance, as far as miles away from where you are, Make sure you go to that show. It will be the most fun you will have. If you're listening to this show, you like a certain brand of wrestling. Obviously, there's enough wrestling that for all of us. But if you're listening to this show, you most likely kind of like what we like, and we would love this show. So, again, the one thing I would say is if you can, go to a GCW show
1: at all costs,
0: at all means. So here's the down. other
1: thing that, w- that we left unsaid about the GCW show, too. You see GCW, you see the blood, you see the stuff. It it takes a certain type to be able to stomach that, but yes. Everything was love. Everybody was having a good time. Everybody was yeah. complimentary of each other. Everybody was welcoming. Everybody wanted to spark a conversation. And everybody was everybody was equals, if that's another thing too. Like it yeah. didn't matter. And everything yeah. was amazing and had a great time. Like we felt warm. We felt safe. We felt yeah. loved. And we saw and we got the violence. Nick fucking Gage. Yeah. Nick it was love Gage. through violence. That's yes. the episode name. There it is, right
0: there. <laughs> so that was our GCW event. And again, like we said, if you can go to a GCW show, save up for it, do whatever you can. Uh, it is worth your time. So then we get to Sunday. And Sunday, before All Out happens, there was a fun uh, AEW, I guess, pre party. It was hosted by Smart Mark Sterling, which was great. Uh, also in attendance was RJ City. He did a Hey EW with Renee Paquette special surprise there. Also got to see Danhausen. Cutie Marshall came out, loves the podcast as usual. Uh, he us, came out. Like... Yeah. Honestly, he was putting our <laughs> podcast over more than really anything else, which is, you know cutie just back off a little bit, but, uh, but then he got and got to do the uh, dunk take. He was hilarious. Cutie Marshall oh. is Mr. AW versatility, whatever you need, as far as a heel goes, put in cutie Marshall and he'll give it to you. Cause that's what he did at this pre-party. He was doing interviews. He was doing the dunk take. He was doing pictures, everything you could ask for. He was doing it for you. And then to cap off this pre-party, We got a, I would say a reduced version of a Max Caster concert. He did about four songs, came out, did the songs, took off because he had a AW championship match that night. Uh, again, very nice was just as nice as when I met him at the meet and greet the day before did his songs. We all sang along, got to see one guy who was just in his own world. He was a space cadet, like no other, just doing his own dances, which was hilarious. And, uh, that was the pre-party.
1: That whole pre-party was fun, though. So, uh, yeah, we got to meet Nathan with a Y Uh from Yeah, TikTok. Nathan
0: with a Y on TikTok. Shout <laughs> yep. out Nathan with a Y. He mm-hmm. was great.
1: And we, we had have have a lengthy conversation Probably good yeah. half hour, I think. Yeah, yeah we great guy. With him. Um, very fun. And just, like you said, the Cutie Marshall thing sticks out the most. I mean, Dan Housen was there being hilarious. He's like one of the main hosts of this thing. Oh, yeah. I think Pro Wrestling Tees was the main sponsor of this. <laughs> and uh, he's great. He's running around as uh AEW fan Dan undercover with his hat, right? AEW fan mm. Dan. He's punching Mark Sterling in the balls maybe fifty times, I think, oh, in a yeah. few hours Every we time. were there. Yeah. And yes, the the RJ City, right? RJ City interview uh-huh. of RJ Renee City. Paquette was yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um and the the busted open stuff that was out there when they had Dave LaGreca talking to GT oh, Marshall. Yeah. QT Dave Marsh LaGreca.
0: Side note on that before we get into All Out, going back to our meet and greet, we approached Dave LaGreca because, um, as I mentioned, I think a couple weeks ago, uh, I contribute sometimes to Ron Funch's podcast called One Fall. He had Dave LaGreca. I pitched an idea that I think Hangman should go heel at All Out because maybe he's kind of getting into a dead end with being this baby face, so maybe refresh it up with a heel turn. Dave Lugreca said I was an idiot. So fast forward to the meet and greet. I tell Tim, hey, that fucking guy called me an idiot. Let's go talk to him. So I walk right up to him. And I was like, hey, how are you doing? Good, oh, good, good, good. Spanish announce table. What's that? I was like, oh, it's our podcast. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I was like, I'm Thomas from Ron Funch's podcast. Oh, oh, hey, hey, hey. I was like, I think hangman turning heel is actually a good idea. Oh, yeah, it could be. It could be. It could be. You yeah, know, he was good. He subscribes to the podcast. So Dave. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, hope you're a new fan that stays around for a while. But, yeah, Dave LaGreca of Busted Open Radio is now part of the table nation here uh, on the yeah. Spanish announce table.
1: Yeah, but Cutie Marshall, you're right, is so hilarious. I mean, he was able, like, if we did a live roast with AW stars, Cutie Marshall is going to kill it. Cutie Marshall there. is going to kill it. And when he was on the dunk tank, even better. Because, you know, some people are getting it, but, you know, some most people aren't. And Mm -hmm. he's just, just obliterating, obliterating. It was so fun. So fun. Loved that pre-party. Yeah, that was good. All
0: right. So now let's get to it. Uh, We have AEW all out. And Mm. fun fact, uh, I was feeling myself after all of these festivities, I was in love with AEW and pro wrestling as a whole. (laughs) And so, you know what I did? I upgraded the tickets and I got us four seats, fifth Fifth row. row again, because we're ballers facing opposite camera side so if you watch go back watch uh all out 2022 from chicago and if you look in the fifth row i'm standing in front of a uh gigolo in the wild a man juggalo like a jiggalo, juggalo excuse me juggalo, juggalo.
1: yeah what's it easier to spot the juggalo than the jiggalo.
0: oh jiggalo is the sex thing yeah right, right. <laughs> juggalo sorry my apologies yes a juggalo I'm standing in front of uh, a Juggalo, Tim. Might have been a Juggalo, a- Juggalo. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no. Hey, just like the GCW, all are welcome. Uh, Tim, unfortunately, was behind uh, Satnam Singh's twin brother. Apparently, Gosh, so <laughs> like tall. Was seven foot whatever it was. Too. Yeah,
1: he was cutting off a good third of the left side of the ring for me yeah. for most of the event.
0: Yeah, so we're not gonna get into because obviously there's post all out uh items that we're going to discuss so there was also 15 matches we're not going to go through the entire card we're just going to hit some highlights so tim uh if you want to start first what were just some of your highlights from all out
1: the first highlight came in zero hour with eddie kingston taking on ishii in slap fest 2022 slap oh cargo God. man this thing yeah. was woo! and for as I watched the show back, of course, because, you know, you got to look at my face for three hours, mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. hours, seven. I think we were there for seven hours. I think we're the still there. The slaps are intense watching the show, but they ricochet so much more live. Oh, yeah. So it sounded like somebody was shooting off guns. Just mm-hmm. whap, 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 back and forth. You could see the skin just, just leathering on these guys as we went through the match and everybody was getting pumped for this we were like all right we're gonna see some violence tonight it was fun it was great
0: yeah what else did you like from from all out Uh, we got some casino ladder matches we got some danielson jericho what else was it all right so the
1: casino ladder match i think also started to get things in we're we're watching that's a spot fest you're kind of expecting that Mm -hmm. everything's going on you're like who's going on everybody's talking like who's the who's the joker gonna be i think everybody's got some key guesses right and then we get this joker scenario right Mystery, we get the man. 6 7 people come out start beating everybody up somebody climbs to the top it's Stokely Hathaway and we're all like what the fuck what the fuck what 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 why but then they begin a countdown which indicates that's not the joker right then the, the, the mm-hmm. match is not over and then we get the rolling stones playing Yes, yeah, this for the thing devil behind us, right? Like over mm-hmm. here. And, you know,
0: go ahead. And ag- again, hindsight 2020, rewatching this, knowing what you know at the end, the song that the mystery man comes out to was just chef's kiss. Brilliant sympathy for the devil from the Rolling Stones. Fast forward to the end. We all know what happens. MJF uh comes back to AEW, and he says, the devil is back. So just tying all of this devil theme for what MJF oh, the,
1: will be is awesome. And the song even kind of allude like the lyrics even kind of allude at one point of the like of like, we don't know who the hell you are, right? Like mm-hmm. and he's like, Yeah. Like kind of like, hope you get my name, right? Like, right, yeah. Oh, exactly. it's so fun. So fun. Yeah. I think we all kind of were like, okay, that's gotta be, it's gotta be MJF, right? The crowd murmur around us is like, that's gotta be MJF. Everybody's like, if it's not, who the fuck is it good? Like, yeah, I could said- it be, right? Yeah, I said John Cena,
0: and some people were like, what? And I was like, kidding,
1: but... <laughs> it would be crazy. You know, one of my thoughts was like, okay, is this like a, you know, uh, could it be a Bray Wyatt? But it was not big mm. enough, right? So we're like, yeah. yes, this has got to be. It's got to be MJF. We're hoping. I think, again, I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i all hope, I'm like, please let this be MJF. I want to see MJF tonight. Yeah. So some of the highlights
0: for me, honestly, more of the highlights, like you said, took place uh, during the zero hour. So... I will co-sign what you said, that Eddie Kingston, Ishii Slapfest was outstanding, amazing. I liked how the show started with Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti being interviewed by RJ City. They're hearing the honking of the horn. It's the golf cart. They He gets ran over again. She gets hit with a trash can. That was a cool way to start the whole night. So that was really fun. Uh, you had, a, a, you know, I think what was the, the match of the night? Oh, excuse me. So from the zero hour, I wanted to talk about that real quick. So from the zero hour, the other big highlight for me was Hook versus Angelo Parker. The match yeah. was what it was. But before the match, it was announced that Action Bronson was in attendance to the right of us. We could see him. I was going to go get his picture, but then you could tell he wasn't really interested in like being a man of the people, which I would find out later. And as would you, the the uh, watching audience, uh, after Hook gets the victory over Angelo Parker. Matt Menard starts putting the boots to him with Angelo Parker and action Bronson makes his way into the ring, tosses both 2.0 guys like a sack of shit. And then gets down looking like, you know, the tattooed 22, 2022 version of Taz out here. And that was awesome. So the zero hour honestly was phenomenal. I loved every bit of the zero
1: hour. One of the, the highlights of that match uh, also with hook and Angelo Parker, right? Mm -hmm. Um, is Matt Menard coming over Uh-oh. and yelling like in our general direction uh, of mm-hmm. our crowd and us just getting to unload on that guy. Yeah. He's sober. every bit as like wide head you know, looking mm-hmm. as he is on TV and it's so fun. Yeah, it is. He yeah, turns and- it up. When they say turn it up to 11, that guy turns it up to 31. Yeah, he's off the charts with his uh charisma with something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever you call okay, it. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, so then for me a personal highlight and I knew it and I told everyone around me shut up if you say something bad i'm probably gonna punch you in the face i I said that and it was the house of black versus darby allen sting and miro i love miro i like darby allen house of black is fine but i've been waiting since i was four years old to see sting wrestle in person and i know he's 63 i don't give a shit i got to see the stinger splash in person stereo stinger splashes you could have threw something at him and
1: hit him you were so cool. yeah
0: it was so incredible. I loved every second about it. I felt so satisfied after that. Honestly, I, I didn't care if they just said, "Hey, uh, no one else can make it out for the show. Show's <laughs> over." I'm like, "I'm fine. That sucks, but uh,
1: I'm fine because I saw Sting." One of the other highlights here was when we were walking into the arena, going down to our newly acquired seats that you got because you're a baller. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're handing the guy the ticket or you know showing him the ticket on the phone, and you were like, "Hey, what?" He's giving you the wristband. You're like do we get these chairs and he's like oh yeah you get these chairs and i'm talking these chairs yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like the chair you're on and we were you just were like we get the chair to me and i was like yes and then you were like what the hell are we gonna do with this chair how are we gonna get it home we flew here yeah <laughs> we're, how no, do we, we're gonna figure yeah. it out we'll just leave <laughs> yeah. yeah people tried to offer you upwards of two hundred dollars for uh-huh. this chair yeah um Later, we used those chairs to sit on while we were waiting for an Uber and about a gathering of, what, six to eight wrestling fans gathered from all yeah. over the world to talk to us. And then they just walked out of our lives at some point, like, off to yeah. go find an Uber elsewhere. Some were from the UK but lived in the Bahamas. Some were, this was the first wrestling event ever. Like, it was amazing. Super fun yeah. time. All around these, these fucking chairs that we got because we're ballers.
0: Yeah, so we decided. Well, because I was like, I'm not standing here for 15 minutes waiting on Uber. We have chairs in hand, might as well use them. So, just at the corner of a, two streets, uh intersection here, uh, we just plop down our chairs, we sit, and like Tim said, we just get people offering $150, $200. Yeah, they would walk by, chairs. they would be like, what?
1: People would come by and aggressively scissor us. Oh, yeah, that then, was great. <laughs> then they would be and, like, uh, hey, what do you want for that chair? We'd be like, nothing. They'd be like, I got $150. Yeah. bucks." we would be like, mm, maybe. No. <laughs> now right yeah. so uh
0: yeah well and then we were... saw
1: one guy successfully buy another person's chair but mm-hmm. the person selling him was trying to convince him to to buy it and then hit him with it it was yeah. amazing it was weird yeah well, it was amazing
0: but it was also weird uh wrestling
1: <laughs> wrestling
0: yeah so again uh going back to the matches the elite versus hangman in the dark order was really good that was probably the best story match that there was but I think, and Tim, tell me if you disagree, I think the match of the night. The I will say this the energy for John Moxley CM Punk was off the charts from oh, yeah. the second oh, they yeah. said we're doing the this. The dichotomy
1: shit. of the crowd. Too. It was like, incredible. They were split. They were split yeah, a good was, 50-50 for this crowd. It was awesome. Um, but you're talking about the, tag the match team of the championship night match.
0: was swerving our glory oh. versus the acclaim. The chance that we oh, came up with not gosh. us personally, but the crowd oh Uh, only can exist in wrestling scissor me daddy
1: yeah the oh scissor me daddy (laughs) you can't scissor daddy (laughs) ass just so much i I can't even remember i think they were they were chanting i oh gosh i don't even remember there was just so many fun chants throughout the entire night uh but especially in this match right in this match yeah the false finishes it felt heartbreaking if ever there Mm -hmm. was an audible call from the back to the ref of like hey yeah let's change this it should have been here now I do think we're going to get the acclaim going over in Arthur Ashe Stadium, which is going to have 20,000 people, I think. (laughs) So, so like, that could be huge. I'm just upset we won't be there. I mean, we could be there because we're ballers. But we've got things to do here for you, the fans. So we'll do that. But uh, amazing, amazing thing. Like, took – I think it took our like energy out of us for a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. so oh, oh, there were so many moments where I thought either team was winning that it yeah. just uh oh, it was it was gut punching excitement. It was great.
0: And and to their credit, Swerving our glory called an audible themselves. They identified, oh shit, we're getting booed pretty bad here. So let's just go into our heel type of be tactics. Heels. And they didn't go full heel where they're grabbing chairs and hitting them uh, when the, when the ref's not looking, nothing like that. But they were going in the, Hey, you, you like this guy? I'm going to kick him one more time just so that you don't like that. So I enjoyed that. They were able to adapt on the fly. So credits to swerve our glory. Yeah. Now, as we mentioned, John Moxley, CM Punk, the energy was insane as we all know cm punk wins well, you and know beats- what was
1: boring before we did that was chris jericho versus ryan Danielson. it was uh, the lady yeah, behind no us one. was chaining that
0: yeah it, no one was into it i just think when you have the fun of swerving our glory and the acclaim and you know the storytelling of the elite and hangman and dark order you didn't I, in my opinion you can't go into technical wrestling hold things because we're we're at a point yeah. that we can't go back down
1: the women's title match was exciting there was some good All spots the women, there with the jamie yeah. hater Britt baker a yeah. Tussle. yeah i'm surprised we didn't get something about that on dynamite
0: well i think we will so there was a backstage like quick uh video where Britt baker tries to talk to jamie hater and jamie just walks off and like i right. ain't talking to you so we got a little something yeah you're right um yeah tony storm is now your new interim AEW women's champion a lot of but interim yeah, john champions. moxley what's that a lot of interim champions a lot of interim champions, which is fine. There's a lot of interim champions in the UFC. I mean, injuries happen. It's real. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I like it. I I don't. I understand a certain aspect of hey, let's. Write a story out of this, not just like keep it real. But I think one of the things, quick sidebar here, one of the things that we always respected about Paul Heyman and ECW is that if he had a contract dispute with Sabu, he would just go to the ring and tell you, Sabu's not here tonight. He chose to go to a different show instead of ECW. And then you knew he didn't write a story around the mystery of where Sabu is. He just said, straight up, what happens? And in this day and age where we know everything on top of everything, It's hard to write a story when we know, oh well, you know John Moxley broke his foot, so that's why he's going to drop the title tonight. You know what I mean? So I enjoy the interim championships personally, but CM Punk gets the victory. He raises his hand in in victory. He's the champion. Lights go out. We hear a recording. And at first, no one could really tell what this recording was. It obviously because sounded of like the someone crowd. was on the phone. I think it
1: was because of the crowd noise.
0: Yeah, but it, it sounded like someone was on the phone, but it took us a minute to identify, oh, that's that's Tony Khan. Then the mystery man, as everyone saw, comes out. I thought it took a little bit more time. I think he should have took the head off and then the thing, but he took the head off. He says something. Then, he like, we knew it by his haircut. He has a very distinct haircut. Yeah and then he puts the well and the, i think we knew by the uh, conversation
1: and the tony Khan uh voicemail right like you well, can yeah tell but through I mean, context yeah he's only having this money fight with one person that i know of yeah oh there was also the um
0: uh cm punk uh the the greatest thing the devil ever did was uh convince yep. you that he wasn't real from ring of honor that was fine
1: um
0: but then here comes
1: yeah the, the uh, thing the, the little hole in the in the plot there is like how did mjf know punk was gonna win was he gonna play that a punk lost too maybe i guess maybe. Maybe. maybe if he's dead in the ring you play that and yeah. You come out. yeah yeah but
0: uh mjf is now again your casino uh battle royal whatever it's called winner so he has an opportunity to challenge for the championship whenever he wants and then at the end of the night cm punk was your champion and that was all out, 2022. Like this, I said, we loved it. Have
1: they done this before, like, with the chip thing? Is this whenever you want, like, I say we're fighting this Sunday at, you know, at, at Sin? Or is it, or yes. is it like a 24-7 where you go, guess what? I brought a ref, motherfucker. Roll up.
0: Right. So I don't know is about Is it like a cash-in? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's a cash-in, but Scorpio Sky took his... Uh, golden donut and he said i'm going to challenge his hemorrhoid pillow yeah yeah he said i'm gonna challenge next week i'm gonna cash this in so if it works that way
1: yeah is it like a contract or is it a
0: brian cage also did that remember when brian cage debuted in Mm -hmm. aw during the pandemic and he won it and then he said john moxley in two weeks time or whatever i'm cashing this in so so far everyone's treated treated it that way cage you fast forward to dynamite (laughs) though the one thing that was key is MJF kind of hit home that he could challenge at any time.
1: Right. So it like, could be treated in this tournament.
0: It's dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could be treated like a money in the bank case. We yeah. shall see. But yeah, that was all out 2022. And so like we were talking about earlier, we took our chairs and we're walking out of the arena and we're trying to find an Uber. There was thousands of other people also trying to find an Uber. So it took us some time. We get in our chairs. We sit down. I see on Twitter, uh, Devil Vamp actually, shout out Devil Vamp, mentions us in a tweet saying how unprofessional CM Punk was. And I was like, in Chicago, what the, that doesn't, that doesn't add up. And so then I just, mid-conversation with, again, the uh, UK people living in the Bahamas, uh, the country bumpkins that were talking to us about their first time going to a show, all of this, this one guy that was a Vegas blue belt or whatever trying to act like i don't know mma but isn't whatever um throughout all of this i just stopped and i just get the uh get my phone up put on youtube and it's mid conversation with cm punk just
1: dried blood and sweat over. not even showered just yeah. running his mouth cuss words go to our tiktok i did a a, a clip version of just the cuss words and whoo he's unloading, he's interrupting Tony Khan, he's like saying stuff that you can tell is like, Tony Khan's like, what the fuck did this guy just say? Like, it's bad.
0: Well, so that's so let's get into it. So let's talk now about that, and then we'll talk about the fight, then we'll get into Dynamite. So CM Punk's comments. We don't need to go into every single detail, but essentially, who he talked about, as most people who are listening to this knows, talked about Colt Cabana, talked about how he thinks hangman's an idiot and how he thinks the executive vice presidents, which now are only the young bucks and Kenny Omega, are all bumbling idiots that can't handle the responsibilities and should know better and need to step aside because he's a top baby face. So, Tim, I will turn to you here. What did you think of these comments? Were they fair? Were they out of bounds? what did you think of the whole situation
1: no i don't think they were fair at the time you know i didn't know what was going on right i was like man how did we get here like how why Mm -hmm. is he unloading and it was clear he was talking about colt cabana right and i was like man did somebody ask about colt cabana right like that's fucking weird i would be pretty pissed too right I think he's going a little aggressively over the top and has probably crossed the line, but I'd be mad. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so whatever. Watching it back later, nobody asked him fuck all about Colt Cabana. He saw a guy in the crowd who used to do one of the, the first person they're going to, the reporter that's asking a question. He sees that guy and he was he recognizes him as a guy who used to do improv with Scott Colton he called cabana right um and he C. M. punk was like hey you a journalist you call yourself a journalist and he's like I mean, yeah <laughs> right like yeah he's like and he was like you still friends with scott colton or he's like you still do improv and the guy was like y- y- n- yeah and he was like with scott colton he was like i mean i haven't done it with you know in a long time or something he's like i just do the, you know he was like he's like so you're still friends with scott colton he's like no we don't see eye to eye Right? Like mm-hmm. he even says, I don't like that motherfucker. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and CM Punk's like, Oh, okay, well. All right. Well, he's like, then he even says, like, you might have ruined my spot. If you know what I mean? Like if, if you're not friends with him. And then he says that line of like, if you fancy yourself journalists and blah blah, blah you should disclose who you're friends with. Well, f- first of all, he didn't have to do that because he's not friends with the guy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then he goes all on his roundabouts about, about colt cabana and he's like and it's fucking embarrassing that i have to sit up here and talk about this and motherfucker you didn't you brought it up Mm -hmm. you saw a guy you thought was his friend and went on a fucking rant Mm -hmm. the guy wasn't from what we can understand i mean we don't know wasn't gonna ask you a fucking question about scott colton or colt cabana he himself doesn't like the guy so the rest of it is lost on me because i'm like You were just, you were already in a pissed off mood Mm -hmm. on a night that you won the goddamn title and the fucking, your city, your hometown city chanted your name. The fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, what are you so angry about?
0: Well, from that perspective to kind of follow up on your comments, maybe he wasn't on top of the world because like you said, the crowd wasn't a hundred percent. Yeah. CM Punk Chicago that he was trying to make it out to be and then at the end of the night it was MJF who was the the talk of the wrestling world coming back being the devil and all of that stuff so maybe this was the opportunity that CM Punk said oh you motherfuckers are not just going to walk all over me I'm going to put myself in the news and maybe went off now what I think happened is and I this is one thing that I don't like in real sports i don't like the post fight interview after two people have fought each other for 15 25 minutes i don't like
1: the post game yeah, a bad time like they're, they're like at his best was yeah roided yeah. up on adrenaline yeah and fucking in like this is a real fight mode
0: right so that that state of being and i know pro wrestling is in a sport but you still have to mentally he was he was going to bleed that this night you have to mentally prepare yeah. and have the adrenaline to be like yep i'm okay with bleeding that's cool i'm gonna cut myself right so i just one i just think this is really silly i think you need to do it two hours later How hell, hell do it the next day do a conference call with cm punk and say hey last night you won the title what do you think because again it's pro wrestling it's not real like it's also side note the whole media scrum thing is also just confusing and stupid because for this entire time, they answer questions in character, but then they go out of character and answer questions as themselves. So it's a blur of lines that just is stupid. So that's first, but from my point of view, what I thought was CM Punk walked in, someone did spark a nerve, right? That he saw this person, memories came to his mind of fucking Colt Cabana and the bullshit he went through. And I thought, again, watching back, because I thought initially it was a question, which I thought was fair for CM Punk to go off on. But then Mm -hmm. later I realized it wasn't a question. I still think CM Punk in his adrenaline filled, you know, state that he was in and then seeing this person who brought these memories and to his credit for seven years, never said a damn thing about Colt Cabana. Right. We never heard anything from
1: his side. About anything, everything yeah. was from. He always held that professionally and
0: right. Everything you know, they, was little news class. chats and all right. the stuff, right? At so
1: least I in think, the public eye, he held that with class, right?
0: Yes. So in the in the state that he was in, with the adrenaline going, this person bringing that memory, I think he just lost it. I think. You guys have uh, listened to this podcast long enough. You have seen me go off (laughs) sometimes and I'm not even in that state where just something sparks uh, in my brain. And then I go off on this tangent and I go right. So I, I can, I can understand CM Punk wanting to say like, you know what? I'm the champion of the world. I'm the fucking best wrestler going today. Everyone needs to fucking know where I stand on this situation. That's just fucking on my heels. It seems like everywhere I go, because go back a week, CM Punk's doing his whole promo about Chicago. And when he says that fat person hasn't screwed 16 girls or whatever, that guy said Colt Cabana. Yeah. So this Colt Cabana stuff was probably in his brain the entire time. So where he went off on Colt Cabana, if I'm being completely honest, I understand. I think it was not the right place, but again, I, I think he was in the wrong situation. Where I completely disagree with him though, where I can't get behind anything of what he said was the EVPs and hangman comments. It made no sense because either you're alluding to the fact that these stories are getting out because of them, which you didn't outright say, or you're saying they can't handle their responsibilities and people are telling stories to the Dave Melters and all the Brian Alvarez's of the world, and someone needs to be in control of what gets out. Which I would remind you, CM Punk, was one of the reasons you joined AEW when Brody Lee died and no one said a word, right? That was one of the things that he said made him more interested in AEW was how they handled the death of Brody Correct. Lee. Yeah. So we know that if real shit's real shit, AEW by and large, isn't going to the Dave Meltzer's of the world and Sean Ross Saps saying, hey, guess what? CM Punk's getting Colt Cabana fired. Ah, Tell everyone, right? That's not coming from AEW. And I don't think they're journalists. We don't need to go on that tangent. But Sean Ross Saps said from all of his reporting on the Colt Cabana situation, he never talked to the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega. Never once did they comment on this situation. So that's where I felt like he was going off on something that he either needed to outright say, I think it was Matt Jackson or whoever, right? That is putting the story out that I'm getting Colt Cabana fired, or he doesn't need to say it at all because it was too ambiguous, which then I think leads to post media scrum. So according to Sports Illustrated, I don't go to the other people. I go to reputable sources. According to Sports Illustrated and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have it in front of me. What happens next is CM Punk says in the media scrum, if you have something to say, come fucking say it to me. Let's fucking go. Right. And now yep. again, me being a therapist here, cause I'm obviously certified. I'm not, I'm kidding. Um, I think now he's feeling himself and now he's got the adrenaline going again because he just went on this tangent and he feels like, Someone come fuck with me, right? So he's ready to go. You know what I mean? The Young Bucks, I don't think, understood that. (laughs) So post-media scrum, CM Punk is in his locker room with A Steel and A Steel's wife and Larry, which... Let's all go, go all the way back to the oh, start Steel's night. Oh, A. wife was in Larry. there. I didn't
1: know that one. That's, yeah. yeah.
0: So let's go back to the start of the night. We got to see Larry uh, make his AEW debut. He took a couple laps around the ring before the event started. That was cute. Anyhow, let's go back to this. Um, the story that I have read, and there's two different sides, so the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, is, and I'm going to paraphrase what I think more happened, and this is just my point of view. I, I have no evidence. No one's told me anything, right? I think the young bucks were banging on the door. CM Punk was still kind of riled up. So he was like, Hey fuckers, give me a second where the young bucks feel embarrassed. And they're saying, if you want to fucking talk to someone, let's talk right now. So then the door opens up. I think words were exchanged. What the fuck are you saying? Go fuck yourself. You know that you're putting the story out there, right? Words are exchanged. And then from what I've read from Sports Illustrated, CM Punk punches Matt Jackson in the face. Wow. gets him a little, "How's your father?" to the to the dome, and then they're kind of scuffling with Nick Jackson trying to separate stop, them basically. Separate. Yeah. Kenny Omega, by the way. Uh, gained a lot of points in my book Mm -hmm. because his first thought was let's get Larry out of this situation which god bless you Kenny Omega you've now gone on my like I can't shit on you list anymore like you're helping out the dog yeah I love you yeah I'm just saying I not Not even trying
1: to stop the fight he's like hold on dog 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 exactly (laughs) so from this point on whatever I said in the past
0: you can't bring up I have I have nullified all my negative comments about Kenny Omega Kenny Omega is one of the best for that reason only now Kim Omega is trying to get the dog out a steel because his wife is in the room says, fuck around and find out. I don't like this shit. He's probably also a ride or die with CM punk, which we've seen countless times. And then you throw on that. His wife is in here where a fight's happening. And a Steel's one of those guys that you don't fuck around with. We've heard that in Kansas city. He was here in the NWL. That was one of the guys that
1: we've s- met him and his wife yeah. several times over.
0: Yeah. Like, and one of the situations, I, I, wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't try to fuck around to find out. I'll tell you that much.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> you know, if any of the situations in NWL happened, one of the people that we kind of knew we would rely on if shit hit the fan was a steel. So it's not like he's adverse to confrontation. Apparently from the reporting from SI and we'll figure out all the stuff later, uh, A steal, throws a chair, hits Nick Jackson in the head, and gives him a black eye, possibly concussed him. And then Kenny Omega, after he deals with Larry, gets a steal off of it. A steal, because he's in a fight, thinks that he's getting cross-faced. So then he pulls Kenny Omega's hair, bites him. And then by that time, we got Pat Buck. We got Christopher Daniels. We got all of these people then separating them. And then they're still jawing at each other after the events. So that's what happened from, again, reporting that I've read from Sports Illustrated. So, Tim, we go into Sunday morning thinking, what the hell is going to happen in the wrestling world? Fast forward to Wednesday. Tony Khan kicks off the episode by saying CM Punk and... The trio's champions, uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega have been stripped of their championships. And then we've read uh from other reporting, I think also from Sports Illustrated, they have been suspended. Right. So what do you think about all of that?
1: So yeah, I mean that's the right move. Real quick before we get into that, um, use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. Uh, we're at table show, and we'll read some on the show. Just like yeah. we're gonna read one from at Ronald Mackin thirteen, who says I heard that CM Punk has threw his toys out of his pram at All Out. Well, went all out. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, he did go all out. Um, You know, one of the things that stuck out to me, one of the reasons I think fight, if the fight didn't even happen, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm considering suspending CM Punk because I'm the CEO of a goddamn million-dollar business here on a media scrum, And you're cutting me off and saying, like, he wants me to work with fucking children and saying, you know, we have the locker room's not worth shit. Like, hold on, motherfucker. Like, you know, we will discuss how Vince McMahon is not, you know, a beacon of anything you should aspire to be. But as far as business sense goes, he didn't let that conversation go past the first three or four fucks before that shut down to begin with and something's dealt with right and that's when you handle it in a major corporation right like you're not up here insulting people that kind of outrank you in the goddamn promotion right like Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna let Patrick Mahomes even sit at a press conference and be like well I mean maybe Patrick Mahomes might be a bad scenario but like
0: Patrick yeah if you take the football analogy of Patrick (laughs) Mahomes and head coach Andy Reid and they're sitting there after a win
1: (laughs) let's even say Clark Hunt yeah right because oh, he's the better. fucking yeah. owner right
0: yeah. yeah if if patrick mahomes and clark hunt are sitting there after a win and mm-hmm. someone sparked a memory of a loss from seven years ago which again, say to all of this out loud it's still weird but um if patrick mahomes was like travis kelsey is unreliable this offensive line is just a time to kill So he starts fucking- Hill- yeah you're right yeah, yeah. <laughs> himself yeah. Uh, i don't like our fullback he can never protect me all these fucking guys mm-hmm. suck Clark, well how, then he what, says
1: like how? we got people walk around the office call themselves fuck it like if he starts yeah look we can discuss that the evp might be a name only for these mm-hmm. guys that are left since cody's left and this might be a reason cody left because he's like because i thought we were going to be like evps Real. and try to run this i'm out of yeah. here um but you still don't go up there and go you know the vice president of marketing is a piece of shit yeah (laughs) like fucking mahomes was like i'd be selling more jerseys if that fucker had his head out of his ass yeah right like that shit would not fly it just doesn't and so
0: one thing that i read again speculation is that tony khan sitting there may have been saying you know what i'm not gonna stop him because i think i agree with him Mm. there could be the the way of hey I don't think all the fucks are necessary. Yeah, and all the cutting, I just also but... think
1: maybe you know, and this is not necessarily bad. I don't want to say like you got to be a strong man and know how to control these situations. He was uncomfortable and didn't know what to do, and he views That's CM true. Punk as like I pay this guy a lot of money. He's a big star. Mm-hmm. He's a big draw. Ratings like let's just get through this. And a couple of times it feels like he's like all right, fucking done. And people start asking wrestling questions, and they're like answering One wrestling more. questions. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what else? Fucking chaps my ass. Mm-hmm. And he's just leaning into stuff, and then you can see Tony Khan being like. But like you can see the things that he's wincing at, and 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 then like you kind of see how oh, he's looking around the room. I think he's just like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like I think mm-hmm. it was just like a, you know, some people they say they freeze in the moment of fucking. Oh, that's yeah. where we're like, hey, everybody who thinks I'll carry a gun because I'm going to stop a robbery or something, if you haven't yeah. been in that situation, you don't know, man. Right? Like you might right. freeze in a moment. I've seen a woman nearly watch her children die in a pool that she was ten feet away from because she just fucking froze. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like somebody else had to jump in and 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 do it. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't know. And I think that's where Tony Khan was kind of like what the fuck do I do? Right. He's never encountered such a situation. But, and I agree. I think
0: most likely, most likely, I don't know right. if the, the theory that he agrees with what CM Punk said is really real. Maybe a little bit of it, but not all of it, you know?
1: Yeah. But well, also, I'm sure he probably did agree with some of it. Yeah. But maybe also, he didn't like, like, like that. Said, Hangman said what he said on the promo and said, right. you know, like said, I don't need their advice. Right. Like maybe he was like, yeah, that was stupid. Yeah.
0: But what I think is, like you said, this is a multi-million-dollar company now trying to sell video games and action figures and all that. Where the fuck is your head of PR? Where is the person that can take the bullet and say, "Punk, punk, punk, punk"? Hey, we're not talking about that tonight. Hey, uh, reporter, yeah, we talk
1: stories all the time about when we would do these WWE interviews. Yeah, they always have a handler, and who there's always shuts someone to shut it down. You could yeah. see that they were trained on some of the questions we asked mm-hmm. to look over. And get an, a nodding approval from the person to discuss what they were about to discuss.
0: And I'm not saying it needs to go that far, but there is someone who knows. Like I've been in this situation before, right? I if have. If you been want to control your a,
1: narrative, you'll follow oh, <laughs> anyway. easy three.
0: But someone needs to be in that situation. I think again for this yeah. company, Tony Khan can't make every fucking decision every fucking time every fucking way. Well, and
1: maybe Tony Khan's skill set doesn't lend itself well for right. that moment. You need a PR guy who can go, anyway, guys, everybody, thanks for coming out. Uh, You know, if you have other questions, send them to the email. We're going to, you know, like, it's all the time we've got. Fucking mic's
0: off. Exactly. Something needed to happen. But because there was no skilled uh, marketing person or no adult in the room, shit got all crazy. And then one thing that I think is getting missed in all of this media scrum, now that we go back to that just for a quick moment, is uh Swerving Our Glory also wasn't the nicest during their whole A hey, of the acclaimed is fun. Keith Lee, to his credit, was like, I like it. When these people do that, that makes me want to hurt them more. I like the, I like the energy. It pumps me up. Swerve Strickland, because Tony Khan says, you know, the acclaimed are the most winningest tag team in AEW history. I think a rematch between the most winningest tag team and the champs at Grand Slam would be great. And Swerve Strickland... Outright says, no, I don't. He goes, he says, and I quote, "Uh, you better expect me to get, or or he said, quote, "Uh, don't be surprised if I get hurt after this match. Saying that they claimed or not as good of wrestlers as they should be for championship matches. That's another thing. Tony Khan, like, brother, you need to have someone there that can fucking put out fires in the
1: moment. Well, that's the thing is like, you know we like that it's not completely scripted questions and answers it's not a fake wwe press conference but you have to get both screen and then receive an understanding you know an an acknowledgement of understanding from the talent that are going to do this that like yes it's not fully scripted but you're still in character yeah you're still in this press conference right like yeah Yes, we Something. let you blend character with reality here, but you don't. You don't start discussing that the Xerox is broken in the fucking mm-hmm. in the break yeah. room, right? Yeah, there'd be a Xerox there, but you know what I mean. I know what you're saying. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So all of that goes down. There's suspensions everywhere, from what I've read. Uh, Everyone got suspended who was even involved. I think Larry got suspended. I don't think he's involved in AEW right yeah, now. Everybody's suspended. Uh,
1: everybody's everybody's suspended. The,
0: the, the fate of A Steel and CM Punk has still not been revealed. The suspensions right. for Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks have not been revealed. However, from reputable sources, they have all been suspended, at least yeah. the, the elite side. Now... I had mentioned they got stripped of their titles. Well, good thing CM Punk got stripped of his title this time. Cause I would hate for another interim championship from CM Punk. Cause now it's being reported that CM Punk tore his tricep and he'll be out for six to eight months as did going into all out Christian cage, which would explain why his match was so short. He also tore his tricep. So two of your veterans are going to be out at least seven months. I would assume with injuries uh, works out pretty well that at least for for us as fans that cm punk got stripped of the championship and not stays champion and we find an interim again
1: did he say on these tournaments these these aren't interim champions right these correct well, these are so, the champions so so the death triangle is the is the, is the trio's champion and yep. we will have an a we world will have a champion huge, not interrupt All right. yeah at so, grand slam yeah i mean listen i i it's easy for me to say what I'm about to say because I don't have the accounting numbers sitting in front of me. But I'm going to guess that CM Punk, surprise, is not as big of a draw as he thinks he is comparatively to the rest okay. of the group, right? And I, I feel like you do have a situation now where I don't know if this town is big enough for the two of us, right? And you've got the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and their clan essentially Mm -hmm. and cm punk and a steel over here and if i'm tony khan what we had was going was great before cm punk showed up here Mm -hmm. and is it now of course we can say it's not just cm punk there's a myriad of things going on but like if i have to pick one or two i know a lot more people are probably going to identify inside with like people that i work here right with with the young bucks and kenny omega and all them Mm -hmm. versus cm punk so i'm at some point like Hey, pay your contract out, right? And Mm -hmm. thanks. Yeah, it was it was real while it lasted. Yeah,
0: I I, that's hard because if you release CM Punk, I I still think then he's in. I'm still a hot draw. I think people would love to see me. So then he goes to. New Japan. He goes, to, you know, because he thinks he's a tough guy now. So he goes to a promotion. WWE's
1: not touching him now, right? No. like I could have no, seen like no, if this no, no, didn't no. happen and his contract ends, he goes, "I'll go there and they work out something." But like right. seeing this, they're gonna be like, "No, motherfucker, you ain't there no, right. no 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 no." Nope. Same I old would, guy. Same yeah, old motherfucking I guy. Personally,
0: would would agree. I would side with the elite here, which is
1: almost turning my oh. stomach that I agree with the young yeah. bucks in a situation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but. Oh, this has endeared me a lot more to it, too. They went and said, all right, motherfucker, you said, we're- "Yeah, let's go.
0: Yeah. Let's go. So as much as I've called them dorks and all other kind of cuss words, uh, it was impressive that they said, okay, well, let's find out. I think it was bad timing. I think CM Punk was still uh, adrenaline going, was ready to fight anyone in the world who was knocking on his door. But anyhow, it did make me respect them a little bit of, all right, if you say you want to talk, then we're going to talk right now. Respect to the Young Bucks. I don't say that uh, very much, so. Take it for what it's worth. Tim, let's now get into AEW Dynamite. So, like I mentioned, Tony Khan said new trios champions will be crowned tonight. And then we're going to start a tournament. Uh, The winner at Grand Slam will be our new AEW World Champion. And so then we get that. And as soon as that happens, we get MJ. F and he goes full baby face he's wearing a josh allen jersey which is stupid he's <laughs> running out high-fiving kissing babies doing all the shit right hey everyone i know i talked shit on you in the past but hey who cares right mm-hmm. and before he could even really say anything of substance john moxley walks out and he just says you're full of shit full of crap but he meant yeah full of shit. that's all he says too he's like you're full of shit <laughs> and instantly mjf is like god damn it he's right he sees through yeah, it and says, so then oh, you he think goes, i'd
1: lie to these sweaty fat yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fat, yeah. he says josh so, allen sucks which i mean he's which,
0: right yeah he ain't, ain't there um <laughs> the bills are gonna suck this year too you heard it here first
1: it's a curse it's
0: happened it's real look it up divisional losses to the chiefs when patrick mahomes is the quarterback uh, that team the next year absolutely sucks. Then it's going to happen to the Bills. Sorry, Buffalo, your town sucks. I'm kidding. Your team sucks. Your town seems fine, um, but MJF then goes like, "Hey, never
1: been, so I won't
0: confirm." It seems fine. <laughs> hey, side Gun, who we'll talk about in a little I mean, bit. Like we perform. live in Kansas
1: City, right? Like, I mean, we love Kansas City, but like, yeah, we get it.
0: Yeah, but side Gun's from Buffalo, so it can't right. be all that. Can't bad, be that you know bad, right? right? Yeah, and yeah, we'll yeah. talk about him in just a moment. So then MJF goes, "All right, fine, you got me," and he's just talking shit, and then Moxley. Is saying let's fight now, MJF cowers away, and then I think honestly one of the most important promos in AW history, Dynamite Rampage, pay per view, whatever it was, came from John Moxley after this. Now last night, because I'm a baller, I was sitting in dugout suites at the Kansas City Royals game, so I was unable to tweet live, but you were, mm-hmm. which thank you so much for uh, mm-hmm. picking up the slack for me there. But you said on our uh, Twitter account at <laughs> yeah. Table Show that John Moxley gave, like, the halftime speech said of he a football gave him, game. He went
1: full high school uh, coach halftime speech on that. Uh, Devil Vamp also joined in on the Twitter. He says, this is time to be a legend. God damn, that was a powerful tucking promo. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, I think we know what he meant there. Um, but yes, I mean, as much as I said, hey, he went full high school coach, that was warranted, right? It felt like it was... He said, hey, fuck them, right? Without saying fuck them, right? Without referencing them, without talking about them, without what happened. He was like, hey, we came here. We all came around and fucking sang kumbaya for this shit right here. Let's get back to this shit right here. Who's fucking with me, right? He gave us a Nick Gage level feeling with that speech.
0: And it was amazing. That's what I said. That's why I think it's honestly, if AW perseveres out of this moment, and somehow uses the elite CM Punk thing to take new heights as far as storytelling, and all that stuff. I honestly think this is the promo that resets and revamps AEW. Because I like feel, you said,
1: I felt like, hey, it's a new day. And honestly, like I kind of want to happen what I said. Like, I, I want eventually the elite to be unsuspended and they come back, CM Punk's injured, and we just kind of don't get him back, right? They at some point they're like and they've granted CM Punk his release and paid him whatever, yeah, he's, and we he's just move forward like he didn't injured. exist. What else is he going to do now? That's really going to like, I mean, yeah, you'll get a big pop if he shows up somewhere because of like what happened, mm-hmm. but it, well, we've seen it, right? It's not bringing in the mainstream fan, right? It's not like putting the numbers over the top, is it? I will, I like, I will counter, I will counter your
0: your statement here because mm-hmm. the thing that I have always been wanting from this miserable person, from all accounts is for him to be a miserable character. I want the heel CM Punk. I've never liked babyface CM Punk. The only time CM Punk has been cool was Straight Edge Society, or when he was doing the um, I'm Straight Edge and That Makes Me Better Than You. All of the heel things that CM Punk does is a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 for me. His babyface stuff is 6 seven it's you know even his stuff with paul Heyman and wwe was outstanding i thought but when he's a baby face he is vanilla because it's not him we saw him at the at the height of his career when he reached the pinnacle to now finally have the autumn of punk or whatever we're gonna call it what we were gonna call it he decided to complain and so that's who he is and look i'm the same way i do it every fucking time too i know exactly how he feels
1: doing it right fucking now
0: <laughs> i'm doing it right now that's why if you're like if he's coming back you lean into it he's no sure. longer he's no longer this voice of the voiceless which he said he wasn't anymore but you get what i'm saying the the man of the people that shit is out the window he is now i'm here to collect a check you all suck go full if, hogan yes go full. big time everybody yes yes Maybe real, but I'm saying as far as TV, he just goes yeah. full. uh That ain't in the cards, brother. Right? Like, have Tony Schiavone say tonight you're
1: lean into. To be I'm not wrestling these fucking kids, right? Yeah, I'm not wrestling. I'm only them. wrestling Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho. Well, they're not here tonight. Well, it looks yeah.
0: like I'm not working tonight, yeah. then, pal. Yeah. Full CM Punk dickhead. If full CM Punk dickhead comes back, I'm all in. I yeah. am all in until the you know. Yeah. T- wheels fall off I want to see heels stand up. Uh, but shout out to Justin
1: it, floor in the YouTube chat said he's been waiting all day for this episode and uh, yeah, so we. yeah so yeah so let's get we back thanks for joining here. in by the way join us on the live streams if you're just listening on the uh, podcast episodes Wednesday or Thursday nights uh, maybe we'll get a little more regular but we'll say Thursdays right for now <laughs> well next, week will, next yeah. week will be Wednesday next week will be Wednesday um you know we're adult men with adult lives but one of those days we do it live you know so you can you can sign up for reminders on the twitch twitter youtube whatever you can always catch it on spanishannouncedtable.net so anyway back to the yeah so let's get into
0: some action we kind of covered it already but we had death triangle versus the best friends death triangle get the victory they are now your aw world trios champions here's my question to you though this is the first time that i can think of at least that we have a wrestler who has two titles. So now Pac right. is the
1: Atlantic I, champion man, I was sure, and the trios. I was sure they were going best friends for that reason. I was like, ah, he's got the Atlantic. We're going to get the best friends. They should have given the tag titles a while back and they missed that boat. Mm-hmm. This is easy right here. Everybody will love the best friends at Orange Cassidy with the trios titles. And we didn't get it. So maybe that's something they're like, hey, we'll save that for. The Arthur Ashe thing, right? What are they calling this at the, uh, the next event? Grand the, Slam. The Grand Slam, right? Maybe that's it, but I just thought, okay. And it, it, not to get me wrong, I like Death Triangle a lot. Yeah. Right. But I was just like, interesting move. A lot of interesting booking moves this weekend. I think, again, we've said we, they have never established a pattern, and I, they clearly didn't go with like, hey, we're going to give the fans all the happy things they want, because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't do a whole lot of them. So. So my thought
0: there is, if you rewind back to All Out, after Pac defeats Kip Sabian, Orange Cassidy comes out, kind of looks at that All-Atlantic championship, and then Pac's like, no, 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 no. So I think, if I were to read the mind of Tony Khan, I think trios champs are going to be Death Triangle. Your All-Atlantic champ is going to be Orange Cassidy. And Mm -hmm. I think what they might do there is kind of what they did with Pac and send orange Cassidy the AEW flag bearer and send him to IWP or what do you know, and all these yeah, other shows around Journey, those Pro. Cool sp- yeah. Have him come Journey Pro that'd be great um and then defend
1: his championship there that's what I think might happen yeah it's a good call we'll see it's a good call by the way so we had all out how is the pay-per-view after all out not called fallout am I right it should be called well, fallout called full gear
0: yeah they're all
1: out or not so even it the fab- get- doesn't even have to be a paper it could be like they're doing this dynamite mm-hmm. thing right you call it mm-hmm. fallout
0: I like it yeah. I, I do like yeah, it yeah, yeah. uh speaking <laughs> of Kip Sabian he was uh accompanying his wife Penelope Ford in. who we a- saw in
1: the airport when we yeah, were yeah very nice very tiny yeah, yeah.
0: both very yeah. tiny people yeah. even when yeah. we met Kip Sabian I was like you are a tiny person yeah but they
1: stuck out you kind of saw them in the airport and you were like that's yeah there's somebody the other people sure. were probably like who the hell are those
0: people So Tony storm took on Penelope Ford in a championship qualifier match, which again is fucking stupid. It's dumb. You never do that unless the heel champion says I'm not giving you the title unless you can beat me once a babyface would just say, let's wrestle for the championship. I think I'm better than you and I'll prove it. So again, it's the dumbest concept in recent wrestling history that I can ever think of. Anyhow, Tony Storm wins. Uh, what do you think about Tony Storm as your interim champ? You think uh, she's going to hold the fort down for the women?
1: Tony Storm is one where I kind of feel like the same with Thunder Rosa, where it's like, yeah, they're fine, right? They're good in the ring. There's no issues there. But I'm not I, – I don't have a reason to care, I guess, right? I don't I don't root for somebody just because I'm like, I like this one. I think she's the prettiest or, or whatever, right? I like the right. red tights yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. I just – I need a storyline, and I don't feel like we've ever gotten it out of Tony mm-hmm. Storm yet. anywhere I've seen her yet. I'm interested to know, because again,
0: I don't read that stuff, but the Thunder Rosa situation, I don't know if it's a broken back or a torn peck or whatever it is, right? A ripped Achilles. I'm interested to know how long she's going to be out. Sprained thumb, she comes... I believe. Okay. Well, fair yeah. enough. That takes right. some time yeah. too. But I don't know if she comes back sooner rather than later. And then we get the champion versus champion thing or, and hear me out on this, because this has happened before in the UFC. It happened to Dominic Cruz where Dominic Cruz ripped his ACL. He was the Bantam weight champion, 135 pounds. He was Bantam weight champion, ripped his ACL out. He's on the shelf for a year. So they make an interim championship. He's training to come back. Dominic Cruz, that is. He's ready to go. Rips his other ACL on his other leg. He's out again for another 12 months, and so after he rips the second ACL, they just say the interim champ is now your undisputed champ. Dominic Cruz is not fit yet to compete for this title. Yeah, so and two years are... go
1: by, like sorry, you exactly. fall on the crap. So yeah, right.
0: And I'm not saying have two years pass, but what I'm saying is, if if Thunder Rosa is gonna be on the shelf for nine, ten months, you just after three months, just say Tony Storm is our undisputed champion because Thunder Rosa. Cannot compete if she yeah. does return to the ring, she'll get the first shot.
1: Yeah, to me, it makes sense if we're only going to go through one, two, you know, special events, right? Especially since exactly. they do their pay per views quarterly. But mm-hmm. I know you sprinkle in a few more, so I'd say if we get in three, like it's time to say, This is the undisputed champ. Yeah, exactly. Uh, after Tony
0: Storm wins, we get a great video package. I am fucking pumped, Tim, because we get a video package. From 2.0 and Action Bronson and Hook. And from all indication, it looks like at Grand Slam, September 21st, we're going to get 2.0 versus Action Bronson and Hook? Are you serious?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, love this. What well, I love this because any mainstream media attention that they'll get or from the rap community from Action Bronson mm-hmm. is going to feature and those guys are so money and i'm glad more people can be like who the fuck are these characters
0: who are these nerds yeah and and, i mean 2.0 can wrestle broomsticks as they say and have a decent match hook has the charisma that going to new york his backyard he's gonna get cheered out of the building Well, well it doesn't have a roof but you know what i'm saying and then action bronson you could have him rap like west side gun does later on in the night you could have him just being ready and someone else raps out for him Whatever you do, you have some some great creative possibilities and action. Bronson's in my top five. I love action. Bronson hand on a Bible. He's I listen to him all the time, all the time. And so for him to wrestle cannot fucking wait. Yeah. By the way, side note, if you do like action, Bronson and you have the UFC video game, he's a special character in the UFC video game. So you can have him knock out Dana White, which I do from time to time. It's fun uh okay let's get back into
1: a by the way um since we were talking um no go ahead sorry i'll bring this up later you go ahead
0: okay yep so uh after that the acclaim make their way out they say yo listen listen and then swerve strickland just cuts that off and just plays full heel now yeah What did you think of the segment? I had an observation that I'll say after you. Uh,
1: I mean, I, yeah, it was surprising for me. It's like, okay, they're going to lean full heel. And this told me more. I'm like, all right, I think a claim. I think Tony Khan has recognized where he went wrong and is going to right this situation. I agree. If I'm
0: in the room, I think
1: maybe that's what they said. The
0: observation that I came uh, with, though, after this segment is it was just Swerve Strickland. Keith Lee wasn't Mm -hmm. out there. It wasn't the two of them. Correct. It was just Swerve Strickland saying, like, you guys suck. Which, again, go back to that media scrum. Keith Lee was like, the Acclaim is great. They're fine. I kicked their ass. Things happen. Swerve Strickland was more, I don't like these guys. They're bad for the company. All that kind of stuff. I wouldn't be shocked at Grand Slam. This is where we accelerate what we were going to do with Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, and we separate them here. I think the Acclaim will become the champs, but I think
1: this is where... this is starting to become your end. John Cena turns heel. No, I think so, <laughs> And though. then, swerving our glory splits up. This is where they do it. <laughs> yeah. They're going to no, do I agree it. with you. I agree with you. It. Yeah, this is, this gonna is do where it, it should it. happen. It's not John
0: Cena going heel. They <laughs> are going to split up.
1: We'll see. Yes, yeah. All right, All right. so um, then we... Yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, I'm just excited for the oh. claim. By the way, I think where maybe it doesn't like where we were like they were so over the whole crowd was into them how did he not how did they not book them to win this maybe a guy like tony khan doesn't quite see what we saw on the ground you couldn't go anywhere in the all-out sphere and gcw you know weekend in chicago without getting aggressively scissored wherever the fuck you Mm -hmm. were right like everybody was like scissor me fucking scissor me they're like no don't go away fucking scissor me you know i and so i just it it was so surprising when it was like oh how did they not understand how do they not know the only thing the only thing i thought is okay it's
0: great in chicago you know what's louder than chicago new york York. and
1: so we're gonna do it yeah but you know what i'm saying there's a reason you're the second city you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying
0: so yeah, maybe. maybe that's it um <laughs> but it should be interesting uh okay so let's get back to dynamite uh we hear from chris jericho uh he says uh daniel garcia he's gonna beat him yeah uh, he's gonna beat uh yuda tonight he believes in him yeah yeah yeah
1: so then, I, this is what i wanted to what? bring up earlier uh mm-hmm. because it was from all out but it was another tweet the table but it was about chris jericho and it's from Katy first a lady and she says jericho's greatest match right now He's trying to keep his pants up. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. Look, let's, we've said this multiple times,
0: uh, but his career in ring career should have ended when MJF and that five labors, he should have went to the commentary booth. You could still have him do a one-off match. I'm not saying like, oh yeah, he's done be the undertaker
1: each year. Yeah.
0: But this all the time in my face, I'm, I'm out of it. We'll talk about that at the end in the main event. Uh, Back into the ring, we get a TNT championship match, and it is one-way traffic. Wardlow just mops the floor with Tony Nese and then says something kind of stupid, in my opinion. He says, I see that people are saying that the momentum's gone and all of this, and so I'm here to tell you, fuck that. I'm the man. What you're really saying, though, is... Since I beat MJF, I've had bad booking and people are starting to forget about me because all these things I'm doing right now are fucking dumb.
1: Right? Isn't that what he's saying? He's not lying. Yeah, he's not lying, but yeah, I don't know that I would have drawn attention to it, right? Um, exactly. But I mean, maybe that's what, you know, I, I don't know. He can say that. But if we get next weekend and it's, you know, somebody just Scorpio sky. Yeah. You know, like that's where we kind of said this, the juice on Wardlow was, I I don't know that I would have done it quite yet. Um, the whole, like let's turn Wardlow. I know it felt right when we did the thing, but I was just like, I don't think they're ready to pull the trigger on where he should go from that. Right. Well, I think they should have, I think what's
0: interesting is everyone wanted to cry this weekend about how MJF's return got overshadowed by CM Punk and this fist fight and all of that stuff. I would like to remind everyone that when Wardlow beat MJF and that was supposed to be his moment in the sun, MJF started to throw a fit and no showed on this and didn't do this and all the speculation like that. So it's like, he got a little taste of his own medicine. If MJF would have been an adult, I think maybe Wardlow's momentum still continues and he doesn't just flounder because MJF now is the talk of the town and he's doing the promo where he cusses and all that stuff. And Wardlow is just the guy with the muscles. So
1: Could
0: that's be right. what I would say. That's Could what right. I would be right.
1: Yeah, it will be interesting to see what we do with the Wardlow thing moving forward. But um yeah, I mean he w- the promo was was fucking full from his chest, right? Like I was like, All right, I dig it. This guy's on fire. I think I think what you would do, quick side note if I was mm-hmm.
0: having the pencil, T Max story time here. Yeah. Shotgun right now, powerhouse hobbs Tell him to bring a Wardlow. No, Powerhouse Hobbs, oh. Wardlow. Okay. Do it right
1: now. Right Do now. Do big two meaty men slapping big meat. Big meaty men slapping
0: meat. I would even have them standing in the ring. Because you know how, like, Gunther and Sheamus did this stare down while everyone was fighting around them? And then they also did it with Tahashi and Moxley and AEW a few months ago, you know? I would sl- I would switch that up a little bit. I would have security run in, Powerhouse Hobbs slams the first one. Wardlow slams the second one. And they just are like, oh, you think you can top me? And they're just killing the security. And then they go in like me and you, and then they, you know, do their shit. That I think would be a little bit better and get some more juice into the world. I mean,
1: yeah, I could be behind that. Yeah.
0: All right. Now we get our first uh, tournament match here. We get Brian Danielson versus hangman, Adam page and back-to-back losses, this week for the hangman he loses on sunday night and he loses on wednesday night this time losing to brian danielson now overall evening up the win losses for each person but our hangman he lost man
1: I, i tell you what i was a little sad what do you think i was a little surprised by that one i just don't get the feeling so to me it was like i don't get the feeling Brian Danielson is winning this tournament, I guess. So then, when he's beating the Hangman, I'm like, ah, yeah. But maybe he is. I, I don't think know. he is. You think he is, huh? Mm-hmm. Guys. Yeah, I guess I don't see why not. I mean, I'm not gonna hate the idea of him doing it. I I feel most cheated in in very recent wrestling history, and we're not gonna get this. But I I feel like if it's not the planet's champion angry vegan brian danielson i don't want it i don't want it i want the so, vegan belt back so let's
0: talk about it a little bit uh we'll kind of you know we got a couple more weeks to talk about it and mm-hmm. the stories will unfold as they do but right now obviously we know brian danielson beats hangman adam page also in this tournament getting a first round by is chris jericho john moxley then you have sammy guevara darby allen the winner of Sammy uh, Guevara, Darby Allen faces John Moxley next week, I believe it is. Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, which is a rematch from All Out on Sunday. Who's winning this whole tournament? Who do you got?
1: Yeah, so I don't think they're going to go with Jericho again, right? I think, like, there would be no reason. Mm-hmm. So you don't do that. Okay. I don't. I- I really don't think they're going to put on Sammy Guevara with all the stuff that just happened there too, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's getting punched in the back too. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Danielson. I mean, That's it does. Yeah, but saying. it feels like Brian Danielson actually, yeah. Yeah. Because
0: I, what, when I saw that, I instantly thought we're doing Danielson and Moxley at Grand Slam.
1: Black what does the Combat Black Cool Combat, Combat Club do? Right. Yep.
0: The the philosophy of the Blackpool Combat Club will be one in this scenario. You go back to their match that they had at the pay-per-view where William Regal debuted, Moxley won. So it only makes sense this time around to even up the score. Danielson would win. It would be a first-time championship for him. And Brian Danielson someone you can rely on. He can go on those shows and do that media and not say fucking and bullshit and talk with his mouth full of muffins and all that other dumb shit that was the other thing dude you were eating and drinking what like why couldn't you have done that before again no one's there with a with an adult formed brain hire me tony khan i'm i'm the greatest on the fly pro wrestling writer they always have waters available
1: at these things because people speaking need water but like not food right but but tony khan Tony Khan, I am the
0: greatest on-the-fly pro wrestling writer of all time. Bar none. Suck it from the back if you disagree. I also, though, have legitimate five years' experience of doing live events. I can fucking handle this. And you think I'm afraid to tell Punk to shut the fuck up? Oh, please. Me give me that. Them. Yeah, give me that seven times a day. I will, I will be the bad guy for you every day time of the week. Um but yeah, he
1: was yeah, eating and drinking. Words, punk's gonna punch you and then you'll sue him. Of course. Yeah. I've been I've been cornered by
0: a former WWE champion who gave MMA a chance, and he's much bigger than CM Punk, and I handled that situation. So I can handle him and I can handle Wardlow or anyone else. So I'm just saying, clean it up. Clean it up. Anyhow, so I think Brian Danielson becomes a champion, but we'll see what happens. Um, uh, what do we get next? Um. Oh, then we get uh, This Stokely Hathaway crew Comes out, tries to cut a promo They say, wrap it up He doesn't what like that they And they beat him up
1: yeah, yeah, like that was
0: This is the cost of CM Punk being a dumb shit <laughs> I think that that group Had something to do with MJF Which then had something to do with CM Punk But yeah, now That was going to
1: be their mission But now they don't right. have a mission now they don't have a mission, so now they have to just go like, well, what the fuck do we do now? Yeah, and it kind of appeared like they're not with MJF. Mm-hmm. Like, they talked about him, I'm like, yeah, it's great, buddy. And MJF didn't acknowledge them. Like- right. Didn't say thanks to my friends. Nothing. So, what could
0: have been? What could have been? What could have been? All right, so now let's get to our main event. We get this was great. Will or Yuta versus daniel garcia as mentioned already uh daniel garcia comes out with west side gun
1: championship right
0: for the roh pure championship uh you get uh, west side gun wrapping out daniel garcia you get you knowing that this isn't his backyard coming in there fired up ready to go and they put on such a fun match here i thought everything about this was great fast forward to the end Daniel Garcia gets the submission victory. He is now your new pure champion. And then this is when the fun starts. So he becomes your new pure champion. Brian Danielson walks out, pushes Yuda, because Yuda's mad because he finally lost to Garcia because he was beating him previous to this, if you recall. And Danielson pushes Yuda, says, shake his hand. Damn it, that's the rules. Okay, let's shake his hand. And then Brian Danielson puts the belt on daniel garcia which then brings out chris jericho saying what the hell is this all about so what'd you think about the end of AEW dynamite
1: yeah i like that lean into it right like jericho's jealous of this shit like what are you mm-hmm. like what are you looking at her what are you looking at him for i'm your daddy Sizzle Sizzle. Me. right yeah,
0: yeah. Me. yeah so where does this what's the payoff what do you think happens is this a switch where we get yuda goes to the jas and garcia goes to blackpool combat
1: club i don't think we get a switch maybe but i think i could see daniel garcia going to the blackpool combat club and that's how like jericho finally you know like we we get a clear cut danielson over jericho and then we're gonna get moxley versus danielson mm-hmm.
0: but then where does garcia fall in this then do we get garcia jericho
1: is that the transition Yeah, maybe that's like a fallout yeah
0: yeah you can see him what happens with Yuta, though? That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really care.
1: If I'm being honest now, I, I don't ha- like I like that match, right? But I I don't care anything about the character of Wheeler Yuta. Like, what Man. he does next, I don't care.
0: He's a young boy getting... Has he
1: said a word ever? He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. No, he doesn't. <laughs> well, Man. he needs a manager. He does. He has well, William Regal. Yeah, you should say some shit for him, then. Well, they don't have enough time because they're putting care. fucking CM Punk I'll on the show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Know, right? Yeah.
0: So, not just CM Punk. You're putting on, you know. Yeah. I mean, will people.
1: you do? I, you know, you have him wrestled fucking you know, Jack Swagger or something. I don't know.
0: I, all I know is I'm ready right now. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? You know he's, a, fucking he's a nothing. Both are um,
1: worthless.
0: Yeah. I, think, I think right now you honestly. Need to pull the trigger and get whatever you can and get an ROH show because you got to get the Claudios, the Yudas, the, the Grisham, or and Grisham's not with them, but the uh, you, you could have that group invade Ring of Honor. Have Stokely Except, Hathaway. what are we
1: doing about AW's main event scene? Because now it is, it feels like it's Danielson Jericho and, and MJF and Moxley. Moxley, yeah. I mean, and that's pretty folks. good. Yeah, like, maybe who, who else? But who else? Well, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe
0: they may have been seen over at WWE. Roman Reigns and fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, guy that got his ass beat and sings a song. Yeah, Drew
1: Seth. Who else is up in there? Cody, but he's hurt. Cody, but he's hurt. <laughs> hurt. Yeah. Riddle, who just keeps losing mm-hmm. to everyone. And Brandy and, Orton. And he's hurt. Yeah. They definitely have more, but they also have more shows. You're right, yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, I but think... the thing is like, that's just it. They have more shows and they can move folks around and we don't go like One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Right. Like, who's who are we going to get as five over here in AW basically? Oh, you
0: could elevate quickly Darby Allen.
1: Well, you would hope so. Yeah. We need to do something.
0: Yeah. I would elevate Darby Allen with Christian out for eight months. I would have Jack Perry beat up Luchasaurus and elevate him to maybe a TNT championship.
1: No no he's, yeah, no, he's gotta have a singles run like tnt first before he goes through that yeah.
0: well no that's just
1: but who's gonna you have to keep him with bones are you breaking them up once the scissoring like fade dies it down. will never fade Tim. it will never fade all right fine we'll be scissoring in 10 years when we're doing episode 800 damn right uh i would i would
0: elevate miro Here's who I would elevate. Yeah, Miro. So Miro,
1: Miro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So That's you right, ask,
0: Miro. right? So let's just say the main event scene is Moxley, Jericho, Danielson, uh, MJF. Those are mm. your four, right? Yep. I'm elevating. Miro. Yep. Good. Darby. One. Wardlow. Wardlow. And Jungle Boy. Mm. And if you want 10, then I'm going to give you Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, Powerhouse right Hobbs like that
1: good
0: no no fuck that hold on fuck that no i'm putting the greatest pro wrestler in the fucking world at number 10 eddie goddamn kingston oh
1: eddie fucking kingston
0: eddie he's Kingston. He's number one
1: he's number he's one. number yeah yeah eddie and kingston should be
0: here. if ever there's been a need or ever there's been an opportunity for eddie kingston to be the champion it is right now after oh, this we tournament. forgot
1: about the the easiest answer as well cutie our great i mean cutie but that oh, was a given fuck, we forgot to get him on the no show again? i mean we forgot but we talked to him and then he you know yeah, he's a fine yeah
0: but i mean cutie is obviously a given right it's like right. you know
1: well cutie took the two. like i won't win the aw championship like cody because right. like you know i don't want to hold on to it for 20 years I want yeah. to give these kids a shot yeah cutie yeah.
0: hangman i would also push up there i love hangman oh yeah kenny hangman. omega yeah hangman's in that yeah yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. hangman
1: Side note too, before
0: we leave, he was another person that I've met before, so I didn't uh, do the meet and greet again because I've already met him once. But just I was standing in the line that was next to his. He was so good with every fucking person, whether it was man, woman, child, everyone got their due time with him, and he treated everyone with respect. Butterfly
1: pants. He's the best. That's Um, why I I feel like if he ran with finger guns up. That could be a shirt almost as successful as the "Scissor Me Daddy Ass" finger well, thing. Well, if he kept referring to it as "finger guns up," and then your shirt you know is "finger he guns of up," like? you go but around going kinda... like "finger guns." Right, but you know who you look like right there? Huh? Matt Cardona. Oh yeah, true Yeah, that. yeah but so he's stealing from. Him. I know, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's true. He does do the finger. Yeah, guns he does. Up. Right. Yeah. Well, then he can do it. If I get somebody yeah. do it, give me a "finger guns up." Give me a scissor yep. me daddy ass shirt and a finger me gun or finger finger me guns finger me guns finger guns up. Um, by the way, no scissor me daddy ass shirts available on site all weekend. I was upset. Yeah, that. I was guess I can order it online, but I was I was ready to buy one, so I bought this sweet GCW shirt instead.
0: That would be the other thing. The two observations I have from AEW All Out was a little bit long on the pay per view merchandise could have been way oh, they better could have had
1: four times as much probably, you know. it
0: was it was slim Pickens,
1: and even that wasn't that great yeah each and time then, we counted it even at the main pay-per-view there was like two desks and you know what i mean you might have had like seven shirts mm-hmm. and a signed title a couple of eight by tens that you could have bought and some toys like five toys it was low and you're was, down
0: yeah. the street from pro wrestling tees so like i just didn't get that and then the other thing, and this is me patting myself on the back, but I can make those meet and greet fan fest things so much better. It
1: was, yeah, it was a, bit it of was a great. It, it wasn't designed the best. I'll give you that. Exactly. We
0: did get to see sting before the, the, the match. And I freaked out because of that. That was probably one of my favorite yeah. moments is I was just yeah. like, Oh shit. Sting. Yeah. My childhood hero. Um, yeah. So that was our AW all out weekend. And then a little dynamite recap next week tim episode 400 episode 400 if you have any ideas of what you want us to do what you want us to talk about you can obviously use hashtag tweet the table or if you want a long form request or question or information that you want to give to us table show at gmail.com you could always write us an email we'll read that on the podcast and we'll talk to you that way as well so uh, hit us up we got a what, seven days, six days now until our next episode. We're going to be on Wednesday night as soon as Dynamite is over because Thursday night the Chiefs are playing, so we're not doing it, period. And then let us know what you want to do for episode 400.
1: And remember, until next time, spread a little love through violence.
0: The Spanish announce table.